Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the base keeps running, running, and running. Five There's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. So we break away from tradition, cause when we be out, girl, it's full of me that. Put him right down the Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We are back in the lair. I still have not left Chicago. We are staying, hopefully, for the Packer Super Bowl run. That is the uh, the big mo, the big goal of mine. Um, Getting a lot of calls from L.A. asking me to come back. But my co-host here, who's introducing, or being introduced right now, Mr. Witz, gets the pleasure of having me here until the Packers win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think we've been in the lair uh, every weeknight for the past three weeks. So there have been a lot of ups and downs in this room. Um, good win recently. The magic buzzer beater <laughs> for, for Rozzy Buckets. Uh, down by 13 with four minutes left. A little... Little live parlay on those guys, so uh, yeah, things are things are heating up in the lair. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. Watching a ton of college and pro basketball. We got uh, golf tomorrow. We got AFC NFC Championship on Sunday. A lot of stuff going on right now, sports wise. Lots of stuff going on. We are currently watching the Phoenix Suns versus the Houston Rockets. We're all over the board on the Suns right now. We need a money line win and a five and a half cover. So we're focused on that. We've got Boise State up behind us. Um, a lot, like like Witt said, a lot. But golf is tomorrow. We come to you with Golf the American Express. There's two courses for the first two days. Then they will go down to one after the first round of cuts. DraftKings, if you use the Sports Queen app, um, you can uh, you can take your first round leaders based on which course they're playing on. So you have the potential to win two first round leaders tomorrow. Very rare that that happens. And then we also have our winners. Wits, Kevin Na coming down the stretch. Rube, who is part of the Sobel Express group, pulls off the 66-1. to I think he might have even got him at 90-1 to um, last week. He unfortunately wasn't on the show to give you that pick, but he did win that one. We hopped on Na, or at least I hopped, you hopped on Na as well, later in the tournament. So we got some return on investment. Brandon Steele finishing in the top 10. There was some return on investment. Um... Overall, nice to see Na win. Neiman's playing some unreal golf and another another choke job for the second consecutive week um, at the top of the on Sunday. I know Brendan Steele choked this week. I'm spacing on who choked the week before. Hard to hold that lead going into the, after 54 holes. Yeah, it is very hard to hold that lead, and it, it seemed like Brendan Steele. I mean, he was you know playing great and didn't have a great front nine, but finished off with an eagle on nine. And it, it seemed like he was going to be in full cruise control, but then Kevin Na just came in hot, uh, was making a lot of putts, just putting the pressure on Brendan Steele and couldn't pull through with it. Yeah, congrats to Rube. Well, I think you've heard 
plenty about uh, our fantasy football league, but let's tell you where we go to try to make our money elsewhere. This is my favorite place to go, and that is betonline.ag. The NFL season is in full swing, and you know that my Packer love is an all-time high, even coming off of the loss. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. Um, I got to tell you, we've been there often. We're at their tables playing casino games as well as making our bets. Um, one of the best betting websites on the internet. From game spreads and totals to team players and coach coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. Again, you can find Wits and I there. We are the old men who will never leave the table. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that is betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Woo woo! I, I think he did have him at 90 to one, which is an awesome hit. Uh, hopped on him quite a bit later to hedge my steal bet at about four to one. <laughs> so congrats to Rube on that. It was a great tourney by Kevin Na. Uh, a guy who didn't win on the tour for his first 10 years, and he's got four wins the past two years. So he's playing some great golf, um, but we move on to the American Express. And, Roz, I know you've got a couple guys you're looking at. I'm going to start us off with a guy who I think is going to win the tournament here. It's 66-1. to 1. Um, Also, John Rahm dropped out of this tournament. He was a 7-1 to 1 favorite going into the week, so that kind of shifted the odds around a little bit. But my, uh, the guy I'm looking for this week is... Patton Kazire. Still don't know if I pronounced that last name right. but I think you actually got it right. I, I, I think, think for I, the first time, you uh, you executed that perfectly. I, I think I did. <clears throat> and one of the reasons I like Kazire, um, I think he's coming into form right now. And if you look at the, the average odds of the winner of this tournament over the past, I think 12 years, has been an average of about 125 to 1. So I, I like looking a little farther down the board this week. Um, I like Patton a lot, and then I've got a kind of a contrarian play that I like to win. Also have him in a lot of DraftKings lineups is Keegan Bradley. Uh, Bradley's a guy, um, I think, pretty good, you know, probably run-of-the-mill in terms of tour players, but, you know, he he lost, I think, four or five strokes with a putter last week and, you know, hit the ball pretty well but missed the cut. Uh, I like Keegan a lot this week, and I think he'll be a good addition to some lineups uh, if you're looking for a guy, go a little bit against the grain. So I think those are my, my two top plays for the American Express. Yeah, I went a little bigger on the winners opposed to the first-round leaders, although, honestly, if you listen to the show, I probably took the same amount. Um, I definitely cut back on winners the last two weeks in Hawaii, but I'm back with a bunch of winners this week. Um, Patton Kazire was my favorite as well, but I let Wits lead off with that one. Then I love Cameron Davis. Cameron Davis might be my favorite play of the entire tournament. Um, this guy, I think, is going to pound the fucking ball, and it's gonna you're going to see it drop in the hole for a convenient birdie and eagle here and there. Um, give him first-round leader love as well as a winner. I'm all in on him. I've got Aaron Wise, a Sobel pick off of the Action Network. You know, he's 80-1, to 1, so why not? Um, on DraftKings, he's only 70-1, to 1, but that was after John Rahm dropped out. Then I got Cameron Champ because he pounds the ball. This is a long course. It plays well with power guys. That's why Rom was favored by so much. I think Cameron Champ has the chance to be in better positions than most going down the fairway. And then I got Russell Henley. Just have a feeling this guy has been hanging around, did not have a good Sunday, had a chance to win in both of the last tournaments. Um, I got to be on the right side of Russell one of these days. 
And then lastly, I think that's actually all I had. Yeah, Patton Kazire was the last person I had for winner. Um, so five winners. I'm excited about every single one of them. Um, and then we've got first-round leaders, the way we broke it down. I mean, we took one Action Network star, Max Homa. Or for uh, He was plus 5,500. He's 55 to 1. Um, I took Austin Cook, which I love that guy a lot. 66 to 1. Honestly, I wasn't. I was sitting there when he lost to Martin Laird in that playoff, and that would have been a tremendous, tremendous victory for me. And then, what? Who do you got for your uh, first round leader? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go with the guy who I, I think is going to win the tournament. I'm going to go with Pat and Kazire for my first round leader, and then two other guys I'm looking at. Uh, first is, is a top five play. I do like. Doc Redman. I think this is another action play. I think Doc Redman is, is a guy who's going to have a big year on tour. Young guy, up and coming. You've seen flashes from him where he can really get hot you know, in all facets of the game. So I like him to come out strong. And I think his first start of this calendar year. And then taking a little shot on Denny McCarthy. Uh, you can get him at 12 or 13 to 1 for top 10. I think one thing about McCarthy, uh, could be one of the best players on tour if he was better with every other club except the putter, but he is the best putter on tour. So I think on these Bermuda greens, he can get hot, start rolling some in, and if he makes the cut, which is always a little shaky, um, I think he could stay hot and find himself into a top 10, which is a nice cash, uh, you know, 12 to 1 for a top 10. So I, I like that play there. And then one other long shot, uh, I like Christopher Ventura. You know, you, you think about the guys coming out of Oklahoma State. You got Matt Wolf, Victor Hovland, and I think Ventura is kind of that next guy in line. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but I think it'll be soon. And I expect him to show up in a few tournaments, and I'm going to take him here um, at the American Express as a sleeper play. Yeah, we're on the same top tens. I added Will Gordon and um, who's our other guy? Will Gordon, Patton Gaziri, Cameron Davis, as I mentioned, as the other first-round leaders. I'm excited for the tournament. Feeling good about this week. I mean, it's anybody's tournament, this one, for some reason. If you look, like Witt said, if you look back at the winners, the average placement of these winners on your um, sports books have, have been very low. So picking, it's like basically taking a dart and throwing it, but you're listening to the best darts being tossed, and that's here on the opening line. Witt, I got to go in the order of things. You think we're jumping right back in the NFL, but we're not. <laughs> And trust me, nobody wants to talk about the NFL more than I because the greatest team of all time is currently playing um, on Sunday afternoon. But we got to go with what's happening on Saturday. Now, I want to prelim this a little bit. We did take Max Holloway without even watching the fight last weekend to be part. Didn't of, even know the fight. Didn't was even happening. know the fight was happening. But we needed him to be the third, the beginning leg of this parlay we took. Conor McGregor is back. The notorious, not the notorious B.I.G. The notorious MMA. This guy is coming and ready to destroy Dustin Poirier. I was watching highlights of the first-round knockout um, McGregor put on Poirier in 2014. I feel good. They're both bulked up. We've got a guy who just put Cowboy Cerrone into the grave. He like wants three years ago. He wants Khabib Nanda Makandagarav to come back out of retirement. It was not three years ago. It was almost a year ago to the date. I was in Phoenix, Arizona before COVID broke. Watched the fight at a bar, took 30 seconds, left. Lots of drinks to be had because of how quick the fight was. Funny, I actually walked into a bar with a couple friends just as the McGregor fight was starting. 
And yep. good thing we good thing we didn't walk in thirty seconds later because it was over in yep. just about that amount of time. And I expect something along those lines come Saturday. I think we're going to see McGregor at an all time high. And if you don't watch ESPN and your head's in the in the dirt somewhere, if you haven't listened to the Eminem Higher song that is playing constantly when they show the McGregor promo. I've never been more hyped up in my life. I play that song maybe 300 times a day. First thing I do when I wake up is play that song. Start swaying around my room. Bad radio here, but the Conor McGregor sway is one of my favorite acts. Um, anyways, we have Conor McGregor. DraftKings gave a nice little plus 100. Take him uh, basically even money or double your money, I guess. Um, and yeah, what are you going off at like a minus? And he's minus going off at minus two. Uh, I, that's a great question. I should probably know this, but we a little less than three to one favorite. I think. Yeah, he's and but that's why we did the Holloway thing. We also this will help you if you didn't get on Holloway since we didn't tell you to get on Holloway. We do have the answer for you. What you can do is take Max Chandler. Nope, his name is Michael Chandler. My bad, I was mixing names. And Michael Chandler, Chandler, first fight plus one fifteen. He is the fight before McGregor, so. You don't have to watch him at the way beginning in the prelims. You don't have to like wait around seeing when is he going to fight. Just know he fights right before McGregor. He's a young hotshot stud that they think is going to come off hot tomorrow, or I guess on Saturday, um, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And so take Chalmers, or Chandler, my bad, right before Conor McGregor. And if not, just go to DraftKings, and you could just bet McGregor basically straight up. It's going to be a doozy. Nothing better than a little Conor McGregor. I'm I'm ready for it. It's uh always puts on a show when he fights, so I'm I'm excited. Hopefully we'll get to see the fight somewhere. Now can we get into the NFL? I we mean, can been, we can. We I've can. I've been waiting. I've been waiting all week. I'll even let you get first words on the NFL. My first words is I'm gonna have to bitch about the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> um I mean that was one of the more disgusting games that I've seen in a long time. And for a team at, at the end of the day that put up better stats in basically every facet of the game and got you know blown out scoreboard wise. I mean, what a disappointing game for Baltimore Roz. I mean, first, you know, let's look at the best kicker maybe to ever kick in the league, Justin Tucker misses two field goals in the first half and the game is still tied, 3-3. And not only do we have the Ravens money line, but we have the Ravens plus two and a half, we have the Ravens plus eight and a half. And Lamar goes down. They have first and goal at the eight with two minutes left to maybe cover our teaser, and they can't get in. Another two drops by J.K. Dobbins. I feel like you're leaving that out. I'm. I just want to. I want to complain about everybody on. Well, that Justin team. Tucker, if he makes it two field goals, we cover the spread. If J.K. Dobbins catches one of those passes for a touchdown, we cover the spread. If Lamar Jackson doesn't give up an 101 yard pick return for a touchdown. We cover the spread because I don't think either of those teams are scoring that night. Yeah, I mean, you think about some of these games really do come down to one play, and that pick six, you know, could have made the game 10-10. Instead, it was 17-3. to Not to mention, you watch the play, you don't know where he's throwing. There was no one open, and it was so lopsided the field that he was able to return it 101 yards. Yeah, and it was that was, I think just super disappointing um, that the Ravens couldn't pull that one out. But I give a lot of credit to the Bills. They didn't play their best game. Uh, You know, tough conditions out there. The win was obviously a factor, but they're going to move on to the AFC Championship game. And let's look at the other side of the the AFC, Roz. The the Cleveland Browns, I thought they put up quite the fight versus the Chiefs. And 
you know, I know they got knocked out, but after all the ragging we did, we've done on the Browns the past few years, it's a pretty damn good season by Kevin Stefanski in his first go-around in Cleveland. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed how it ended because you're right. I think they played well enough, got probably the breaks of all breaks with Mahomes having to go out. And they had their chance to win, and in typical Cleveland fashion, unable to finish the job. Um, Chad Henney, you give up a 14-yard scramble. Not to mention Andy Reid, who has the biggest pair of balls in the NFL, going on a fucking rollout pass on a fourth and inches to rekill. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here. As many people want to praise Andy Reid for that fourth down play, give it to Eric. You want to give it to Eric Bieniemy? Whoever was calling the plays, I thought Andy Reid made two critical mistakes on that drive. The first one, that scramble by Henny. That was an unbelievable play by him, but that was not planned, and I thought there was absolutely no reason that the Chiefs should not have run that ball, and the fact that they got bailed out by Chad Henney with a 14-yard scramble. I mean, it's going to get overlooked, I think, because it was such a great play by him, but also um, the pass to Tyreek Hill inbounds that you know that what got called should have got called out of bounds, I thought. Um, I thought those were two major errors that a guy like Andy Reid doesn't usually make, but they both work out benefiting the Chiefs. And then, you know, obviously, everybody remembers the, the fourth down play call, um, which was a great call by Andy Reid. But I thought two critical errors there by the Chiefs. And, you know, they, they sneak it out. Obviously, it was tough without Mahomes. You know, it, it's, it's quite a downgrade, Henny, uh, from Mahomes. But it, it looks like he's going to play on Sunday. We don't have any official word yet. But the Chiefs move on. And, Roz, how about the fact that the Chiefs haven't covered in Since over October. eight weeks? Right? I mean, it's amazing. A team with such a high-powered offense, they've squeaked through and haven't lost. But I think going all the way back, I think it was before the Bucks game when they had to come back to cover the spread, um, it's unbelievable how close it's been. And you think, is that going to come and bite them in the ass one of these weeks? Because we've got uh, hopefully two left for them. So we'll see what happens. Um, but before we get to, you know, handicapping the AFC Championship, let's take a look at the NFC. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll who's in you, the game? I, I said I'll let you run down. Uh, you know, the first game was uh, I thought it was pretty much in hand almost the entire time. So give us your thoughts on uh, Packers Rams, how that went. Man, Aaron Rodgers, you know, plays in Green Bay. Right after Brett Favre, who arguably is the second greatest quarterback of all time now, if Rodgers is able to complete a second Super Bowl year and become the first greatest player. You know what? I don't even say just the greatest quarterback of all time. Can we both agree that Aaron Rodgers is much better than Brett Favre ever was? I That's a that's a conversation to be had. Um, I think they're two different players, and I think there's elements of Brett Favre that no other player will ever be able to do, and there's elements of Aaron Rodgers that no other player will ever be able to do. Besides the point, how many times are we going to get a bad drop from one of these receivers, not named Terrence Marshall Jr., who should be our first-round pick this coming offseason when we have the 32nd pick in the draft? Um, Lazard did make up for it with the game-sealing touchdown and the spread-covering touchdown, which was amazing. Um, Aaron's at a different level. That pump fake that literally brought the soul out of that man's body, that allowed him to score a rushing touchdown. Devontae Adams beating up on Jalen Ramsey, something no receiver has done all year long. Jair Alexander allowing one catch for negative four yards. Um, this is a serious Packers team, man, and it's the two biggest competitions are coming up, you know. Tom Brady, 
the greatest of all time, and then Patrick Mahomes, who is just, everyone knows what he's capable of doing, and we'll have to see, because I, I do think they're going to beat the Bills, and either way, it's going to be a tough matchup the next two games for the Packers. But the Packers took care of the Rams, beat the number one defense. I know Aaron Donald was a little bit hobbled. I mean, I, I think we got to talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, that Rams team, I, I, I think they they gave their best effort, but I think Aaron Donald was clearly not at 100%, and I, I thought that really played into how, you know, the game, the game played out. You know, a guy who I think is clearly the best defensive player in the league, maybe that I've ever seen, probably a top five defensive player of all time. You know, when I look across all the different eras of football, the guy was was clearly hurting, and I give him a lot of credit for getting out there. I know any type of rib injury is not very fun, um, but you look at the defensive side of the ball, you look at the Rams, I think without their biggest receiving weapon in Cooper Cup, they, they just didn't really get much going the entire game. And there was a point in the third quarter where it was a one-possession game. Then Rodgers you know, made a great play to Alan Lazard. So I, I give the Rams some credit. I think it's still a very good football team. I, I, don't, I just don't know if Jared Goff is the answer. And wow, it takes a lot from you, somebody who likes Goff. I, I do like Goff, but I just I don't know. And I think the Rams, I, I'm... I'm not on either side. I'm not happy or mad with how their season went. You know, they got to the divisional round. They were dealing with a lot of injuries, and they were playing a very good Packers team. So, you know, I don't think they have anything to hang their hats on. I think they will be a playoff team next year. But, you know, you you look at the NFC West next year, Roz. I mean, I gotta think San Francisco's coming back with a storm once they get healthy. Uh, the Cardinals were one game away from the playoffs, and. I don't know. I mean, if there's one team that I'm going to throw out from that division as of this moment, I'd probably throw out the Seahawks. Just seeing, <laughs> I mean, just seeing how how badly they performed over you know not only the past week but the past like eight weeks. It's going to be a fun division to watch next year. And then I think, besides you being a huge Packers fan, I, I think the betting game of the week was the Buccaneers. I know we were on them uh, plus two and a half. We were on them money line. So. That, that was an awesome game against the Saints. I mean, four turnovers by Drew Brees and a huge turnover by Jared Cook. And I think you take away the turnovers, Roz, pretty even game. I think you could even say the Saints outplayed the Bucks, but you can't turn the ball over four times no. against Tom Brady and, and expect to win that game. And they ended up winning by 10, and it was, uh, it was sad to see Drew Brees go out like that. I, I'm a big Brees fan. And you know, the Saints, they just they just didn't play very well. I'm going to stay woke on Drew Brees for a second. There was a lot to say. The wave off, the talking to Brady. There was an awesome, awesome video that came out mm-hmm. of Brees with his kids and wife playing on the field, being the last people there. Tom Brady coming out and throwing a pass to Brees' son for a touchdown. Um, stay woke, though. I know Phil, it was Phil Rivers' day today to retire. You haven't heard anything from Brees' camp. Nothing from Breeze Camp yet. I don't know if a guy goes out throwing three interceptions in a game that, like you said, could easily have been swung the other direction. I don't know yet. You got a flash of what Jameis Winston can do for this team. He definitely makes his team the most fantasy viable team if he does step in as the starting quarterback. Um, stay woke to it, Wits. But Tom Brady. I, I, I want to comment on that. I think that that's going to be one of the toughest positions to be in. Like from a franchise perspective, because 
Just what happened I, in Green I mean, Bay. I love Drew Brees, but clearly he's not he's not the Drew Brees of old. Right? He, I think he's barely there. He can still make some plays, but they you know they don't push the ball downfield anymore. And does he give them the best chance to win next year compared to a guy like Jameis Winston? I don't know. I don't think he does anymore, and that, that's sad for me to say. But you know, does, does a guy like that who's been in the league for for twenty years, you know, being being doubted his entire career for for starting out, you know, he was too short, he couldn't play here, he couldn't play there, and he ends up, you know, he, he's probably going to be second on the all time touchdown list behind Brady. But I mean, one of the better quarterbacks of all time. You hate to see him go out like that, but it, it kind of reminded me of Peyton Manning. I mean, I know he left, got that Super Bowl, but <laughs> the the defense won that Super Bowl for Denver. He just happened to be managing the game, but it's it, you know it's a little sad to see a guy who was so good and so at the top of his field, you know, be relegated to a guy who can barely throw the ball twenty five yards um, down the field. But that you know that that's the way it goes. Father time, undefeated. So we'll see what happens. But I I don't know if if I'm the Saints if I want to bring him back, but it, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in for them. Yeah, I mean, they st- I still don't think they've sorted out Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, but it's Brady who's advancing. It'll be Brady versus Rodgers. Um, if you d- if you guys don't listen to our show, and but you want a show to listen to, Pat McAfee might be the funniest human being I've ever watched slash listened to. Has Aaron Rodgers on every Tuesday. Gets Aaron Rodgers to open up completely. And it is so fun and funny. And he asks the questions we're all thinking. No matter who you are, there is buzz everywhere. You have to hear it. There's no shutting it out. And there's buzz. Six-time Super Bowl champion going up against Aaron Rodgers, who's been to five of the last ten NFC Championship games. You got our, the best on paper versus the best, athletically speaking, or talent-wise. Both wear number 12. Both play in the snow. It's going to be snowing. It's going to be 29 degrees. I mean, this is insane. This is probably the best NFC Championship game I've had in my lifetime. In my lifetime. I I agree. I'm I'm super pumped for this game, and I know we know what side Roz is going to be on. So I'll give my take right here. I've just got a feeling that the Packers are going to blow the doors off the Bucks, and you know I know what you're thinking. The last time these two teams played. Um, the Bucks, I think they won. It was like 38-10. to 10, And I think that was one of the games, I think probably the only game this year where Aaron Rodgers was not at, not at the top of his game. You know, they were up 10 nothing, and a couple pick sixes later it was 38-10. to 10, But my view on this game, Roz, one thing that Tampa Bay has really not solved problem-wise this year is being a team that commits too many penalties. And I think in this game, it is really going to stand out. And I think Rodgers is not only going to have a great game, but I think he's going to take advantage of a team that isn't really a disciplined Tom Brady, New England Patriots, Bill Belichick team like we're used to seeing. And I think it's going to force Brady to make a lot of throws that he's not going to be comfortable with. And you talked about guys on the defensive side of the ball, Jair Alexander being one of them. I think Cedarius Smith is going to play a huge role in this game. I think the Packers are going to come out firing on all cylinders, and I think the Bucks are going to be in a tough spot. And I think the Packers run away with this one, so I'm going to gladly lay the three, you know, which came out today. 
Um, I know the game opened at three and a half, got up to four. You can find it with a few different lines, but I, I love the three here. Uh, I think the Packers take it to the Bucks and, and have a surprising end to Tom Brady's first season in Tampa here. Yeah. Uh, I usually don't like to bet on Green Bay. It's been a fun postseason betting on them. Um, I took them minus three. I bought the hook, put them in a teaser, not a teaser, put them in a parlay with the Chiefs, and they're over. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. That's the point. They're... I've seen it. I'm a Packers fan. I've watched all these games for the last two years under LaFleur. LaFleur. My bad. I just combined Matt and LaFleur. Um, I've seen it in all these games. I know what happened with the 49ers last year. It was two of the same games. We both got blown out in them. I think he's coaching a little bit differently. There was two eerie moments this year. One was that Tampa game where we couldn't refigure it out. The other was the Colts where they beat us out of the second half. I think it's different. Rodgers alluded to it today. We saw Tampa Bay get stomped on by the Saints two weeks in a row. This Not in a row, but two weeks out of the regular season this year. And Rodgers had his worst game. Rodgers threw a pick six. He hadn't thrown a pick six. Threw two, hadn't thrown them in almost over five years. He doesn't throw two picks in a game in over eight years. Whatever the numbers are, they're insane. This guy doesn't turn the ball over. That was a gift on his behalf. I think you got a way more intense Aaron Rodgers who couldn't be more excited for, like I said, five NFC championships in 10 years, this being the first one in Lambeau Field where the fans are back in there. It's loud. They're having a great freaking time. Rodgers loves the fans being back. I got the Packers winning this game. I don't want to call it a blowout. I've been susceptible to the Packers running into a buzzsaw in the finals. I've been susceptible to the Packers having some of the worst special team miscues in a finals start. I hate to mention it, but the 2014 onside kick has haunted me. It's almost like I'm tattooed with it, and I have to see it every day. So I think the Packers take it. I think we get to the Super Bowl. I think Roz gets super emotional, which is fantastic. That's what we want in the world. I'm taking the Packers to come out of the come out of the NFC, and I think they're facing the Chiefs. We haven't handicapped that yet, but it's two and a half. I don't know if it's moved yet because there's still not a lot it of clarity. It's up to three now. It's up to three. There's no clarity on Mahomes, but honestly. I think it's just dogging it. I think it's part of the game script. Why tell Buffalo if Mahomes is going to be ready until they have to? Um, keep telling them he's in protocol, and come Saturday when you have to admit he's ready to start, then he's going to start. And then Buffalo has a day to be like, eh. if you're smart in Buffalo, you're preparing for him to start. It's a big win if Chad Henney's the starter. But I think Mahomes comes out, it's too many weapons. That defense looked really good against the Ravens, but the Ravens are a team that when they're down, Everybody in the Jets would have looked good against the Ravens. So I think too many weapons is one of the problems I'm most concerned about, and I think the Bills should be concerned about it this week. I'm actually on the other side of this game, Roz, and you know you, you talk about the Chiefs. Um, I, I think the luck runs out at some point. I, my biggest parallel is early in the season, I know Seattle was winning all these games, and you, you looked at the analytics. They were they were getting really lucky, right? Their defense was atrocious early in the season. Russell Wilson kept finding a way to win, but it, it eventually caught up with them, right? And you saw that late in the season that, you know, they really weren't a very good team, and they got blown out in that playoff game. And I'm by no means saying the Chiefs are a bad team, but I think when, when you go eight weeks in a row – you know, not covering a single game. And I think that's one of the greatest things you can use to gauge a team. Like, are they covering the spread? Are they meeting expectations? 
and the Chiefs over the past eight or nine weeks, you know, they've been winning games, but they haven't really met expectations. And I look at that Browns game, I mean, besides Mahomes going out, if Rashard Higgins doesn't fumble that ball into the end zone at the end of the first half, I mean, I would have loved to seen the Browns come out in the second half after scoring that touchdown. And you bring up the weapons, and I agree with you, there are a ton of weapons in KC, but they, they really haven't exploded, I think, or just absolutely beaten down a team in a very long time. And I, I look at this Bills team, is the run defense anything that you know I want to write home about? Absolutely not. I think we saw that in the first playoff game versus the Colts. But they did put a couple things together against the Ravens, and as bad as they were on offense, they found a way to stick around, right? They scored at the start of the second half, and then had a huge pick six, and the game was really over from there. But one of, these, one of the things about this Buffalo team is they're feisty, and they've gotten better every single year for the past three years. And I think Josh Allen has the game of his life against KC this week, and I think, it, I think they take him down straight up, which I think would be an awesome story for Buffalo. Um, and I'll take the three points here. I, I think the Bills find a way to get it done and I don't think Mahomes is very sharp in this game. Concussion or not, I think we're going to see a, a fantastic Bills victory here. It'll be interesting. First time we've been on opposite sides, and we'll see how it goes. Um, big weekend. I mean, for me, it's the livelihood right now, the Packers, right? Like, I'm sitting here in the snow in Chicago, not budging until they lose or win the Super Bowl. Uh, whenever that those two things occur, I'll be back in L.A. doing these shows. Um and football season will sadly be over, which is never what you want. Um, but we're coming up on it this weekend, and then you got two weeks of listening to Wits and Roz talk about the Super Bowl, which we could not be more excited about after last year's tremendous victory in the uh, bank account category. Um, so thank you guys for listening this week. This has been the opening line with your host Wits and Roz. We'll be back after a Packers win over Tampa Bay. Um, catch you next week, everybody.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.